Welcome to the That Don't Fit podcast, a podcast where we're dedicated to talking about life and life's real issues that cross racial and generational lines. My name is Jared Torrance, and I'm here with my co-host, Andy Farmer. We're friends, we're pastors, we're wanting to help people talk and process life in a crazy world. Welcome to the conversation. Hey folks, how you doing? Andy Farmer here with uh, JT. We're uh, going to be dropping into conversations about conversations about race. <laughs> um, and so this is actually our first one. Last time we got together, we talked about uh, what we were going to do with so, about four or five conversations, maybe more depends on how it goes, but just just how do we have conversations? And we kind of use the illustration of a, of a traffic circle, <laughs> Jersey traffic circle, where you kind of go in, you drive around like crazy, trying to figure out, you don't want to be in there, you, you feel like you're going to get hit no matter where you go, and it's just a disaster, and then yeah. you leave, and you never want to go back. That's a lot of times the experience of having a race conversation. And so we wanted to do is just talk about why that is and what we need to do to navigate once we get into that sort of circle of how do I talk about this? What are we talking about? Who, how do I relate? And so we talked about a number of factors uh, that come into play, a number of like flows of traffic that come into play in a race conversation that we don't always account for. And so if uh, you might come in on one, on ru- one road and somebody else comes in on another road, and you're not coming in for the same reason and not going the same direction. So how do we have the conversation? So that's kind of the big picture. So we're kind of jumping into our first one, and our first one is uh, is going to be sort of the theological road, the the road of theology in the Bible and and how important that is. So I'm going to let JT kind of jump into that and set us up uh, for that conversation. Yes, excellent. I um, I, I think this, in a lot of ways, is the most important road as we're talking about these difficult kind of conversations because it's like apart from the Bible, apart from God's holy and authoritative word, apart from uh, the God of all creation, uh, the omnipotent, uh, omniscient, perfect, holy God who knows all things, who is perfect wisdom, we can't figure out these issues at all. You know, the world, uh, the secular world tries to approach the topic of of ethnicity and ethnic justice and and conversations around these things uh, without the answer, like without what they actually need to solve what's going on. Uh, you know, as great speaker, artist, producer, theologian, kind of presidential candidate, Kanye West <laughs> says, how, Sway? Like, mm-hmm. you ain't got the answer, Sway. Like, mm-hmm. the world does not have the answers yeah. to solve the issues of race and ethnicity. And the thing is, if we don't approach it from a biblical and theological perspective, then we are trying to come up with a solution uh, that has been infiltrated by people who have no solution. Mm -hmm. Apart from the gospel, apart from Jesus Christ, apart from an understanding of all these theological categories that are going to inform how we approach this, we will not be able uh, to move forward in love. We will not be able to make this place better. You know, um, there's one theologian who was saying, uh, you know, he's so grateful uh, for the civil rights movement. You know, he mm-hmm. couldn't be uh, a pastor apart from it. Uh, he couldn't have gone to school where he went apart from it. The Civil War was fantastic. He's so grateful to those guys, indebted to those people, and his life has completely changed for them. They they did a great job of, of changing laws and making things happen. Mm-hmm. He said, but the church, the church's job is to change hearts. Mm-hmm. And the church is, is not all about changing laws. The church is about changing hearts. And we are doing this with the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's something that we can get excited about. And so I think understanding uh, this biblical theological framework for why issues of ethnic justice matter, why racism needs to be condemned and, and uh, flagged as a sin and, and battled and put to death. 
death in the same way as all uh, of our other flesh and sin needs to, I think is, uh, is, is really helpful to talk through. Yeah, one of the things I'm, I'm hearing you saying, I think uh, it's not simply we need, to, we need to bring religion into the conversation. Right. Or we need to plug and play Jesus into it. Or if we right. use Jesus, boom, that gets us on the right place. I think what you're talking about is a profound understanding of life. Yes. You know, where, what are we here for? Mm-hmm. Why, do we, why are we here? Before we can talk about how we get along, we're going to talk about why we're here. What, what matters in, in this world? It's, it's a much more profound thing than simply saying we have to use Bible categories. Right. We're really talking about how do I understand myself? How do I understand the world I live in? How do I understand ultimate purpose? How do I understand what's in charge? Right. You know, what's in charge of things? What's driving things? Where are things headed? Those are all profoundly theological questions before they're political, before they're sociological, before they're cultural. And that shapes everybody. And it's not just simply, well, there's a secular view and there's there's a Christian view or a religious view. What we're saying, what you're 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 implying here is that no, there's a God-centered view of life, yes. yep. or there's not. Exactly. And without the God-centered view of life, everything is wrong. Right. I mean, there's a reason that Black Lives do matter. Mm-hmm. And what is that reason? Yeah. Because Black people, and the same as White people, are made in the image of God, and that gives them dignity and worth. Apart from that understanding, like there's no basis of morality apart from God who created the moral standard. You yeah, know, he yeah, is perfectly yeah. good. He is perfectly holy. He is perfectly just. And we are not. And uh, we can't understand categories of justice apart from the God who is justice. We can't mm-hmm. understand categories of of loving your neighbor and being kind to one another. There's no reason to be kind to one another. Like when I'm kind to someone else, it doesn't specifically benefit me. Yeah. But if I'm understanding that uh, God is calling me to die to myself, to sacrifice uh, myself, to to die to my sins, and to and to put forth all my efforts into loving other people, into sharing His gospel, into giving them the dignity that they are owed because they are made in the image of God, uh, that's motivating. That that changes the reason why. That's going to protect me from uh, shifting the winds uh, mm-hmm. that, that go along with uh, the culture because cultural mor- morality is constantly changing with whatever is decided to be mm-hmm. in and decided yeah. to be moral and good. Yeah. But the et- God's ethics do not change. Yeah. Uh, that's why the Bible, <laughs> which is sufficient for all things, is what we must stand on as we are approaching uh, yeah. this topic. Good, good. Something that comes to my mind is... Uh, we talk about this this area. There are three sort of terms that are important for us to talk about. One is one is the idea of theology. Theology just simply means the study of God. It just simply means looking at things as if God is who He is, understanding Him, and on, on the basis of that, turning and understanding us in this world and the world around us. And so we think theologically. When you know, it's often said, everyone's a theologian. Mm-hmm. The only question is whether if, if their theology is sound or not. Yeah. And so, so, but we all think that way. Even an atheist yeah. is a theologian. They've made decisions about God. They have a God reference view of life, mm-hmm. even if it's in denial. And so you can. So in one sense, this is much bigger than a Christian non Christian thing. It's a or even a religious non religious. It's about th- this awareness of God that we all have. Yeah. What do we do with that? So there's that. Then there's the idea of we, the Bible, the, you know, the Bible as God's self-revelation. He 
He reveals Himself to us in His Word. Mm-hmm. As Christians, we are people of the Word. We're people whose life is understood from the Bible. We get not only our ethics and morality, we get our view of life and ourselves yeah. from the Bible. We have a place to go. We are people who have a reference point in a book, mm-hmm. um, and that book is the Bible. And so as we're Christians, we, we need to, the Bible needs to be an open reality. Uh, um, one man said, it, you know, he said, when you look at the Bible, it's not something we, we read into, you know, it's not something that we take and we beat other people over the head with. Right. It's something that stands over us. Yeah, yeah. And and it stands over us as if, okay, this is what defines you. Yeah. And I've, you know, I won't talk about it a little bit. I have a lot of concerns about the Bible becoming sidelined or misused yeah. in these conversations. And then the third thing is gospel. And gospel is the point of the Bible. Yeah. Right? The gospel is the point. The, the Bible is leading us to a point, and that point is the center of the Bible, who's Jesus Christ. Yeah. A real-life person, a person who exists right now, um, who is in the work of saving people yeah. and has lordship right now over all things. And so it's not a religious idea. It's a reality of a person, and he's revealed in the Bible and why he came and what we need to do about it. Yeah is revealed in the Bible. So we talk about theological categories, which are important. We talk about the Bible as being what God says about us and wants us to do. And then we talk about the gospel, which is the point. Yeah. Um, so it's good to keep those things in mind so they're not, they're not really, they're overlapping but not interchangeable yeah. ideas. That's good. There's really no way to do this uh, apart from ha- having a firm grip on the Bible. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, I mean... You're always getting discipled. Uh, on, on yeah, that's good. What, what all that you're taking in, you yeah. know, uh, songs, uh, music, media, um, uh, the news, your Twitter feed, your Facebook feed, your Instagram yeah. feed, um, all these things, you know, uh, sports are, are, are speaking into these things. Athletes are speaking into these things. A lot of people ha- who are throwing a lot of uh, influence and weight are speaking into these things. And you are being discipled. And so we, we actually have to be almost like aggressive in our our tenacity to to stay in the word because mm-hmm. god's word does speak into these things yeah uh justice and and fighting for the oppressed and caring for people is like read through the psalms and and you will see yeah. god's yeah. heart for justice you will see uh and 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 god places caring for the oppressed and loving the poor under those categories. I mean, if you read Isaiah 58, like the, the difference between true and false fasting, like uh, I was rocked <laughs> when I was reading through it. And I was like, oh my goodness, like I don't care about the poor and the lowly as much as the Bible calls me to. Mm-hmm. This is a, a, a miss for me. I think as, as we are, are, are students of the Bible, students of God's word, it's going to increase our heart. Uh, and, and so that's why I get so confused, you know, when I see these like uh, philosophers and apologists uh, with this this snarky tone of just like dismissing uh, all the people talking about ethnic justice and, and calling them Marxists and, and saying mm-hmm. they've given way to critical race theory. And just there's there's this attitude of just like superiority and, and condemnation of, mm-hmm. of uh, uh, I, I don't understand how uh, someone who has been saved by grace. Uh, someone who who you know that aligns with Ephesians two that that is a gift of grace that so that no one can boast. How can we not be uh, humble as well in 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 approaching 
a topic that is so difficult that the Bible speaks directly into. Mm -hmm. And if we do have a true concern about biblical fidelity, uh, you know, snarkiness, insults, and sarcasm are, are not going to get it done. Yeah. Um, that, that's that's going to cause people to be quicker to dismiss the truths of the gospel. And that's that's keeping them blinded to the light. You know, this yeah. is a, a, a ridiculously wonderful opportunity for the gospel to go forth. I can go into, uh, go to the park or go to the marketplace or whatever and um, have a conversation about the current state of America. And it is a wide open gate of an inroads to the gospel. Mm -hmm. uh, people can ask me, like, how are you doing? And if I say anything other than, oh my gosh, I'm miserable, I'm so worried. They're like, wait, how? Well, yeah, the Bible, sure. yeah. it speaks to that. There's an eschatological Through hope. your mask. Yeah, yeah, yes, 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 through my mask. Let you me tell you what. Uh, you can't tell on my face, but I'm that, actually happy. That's right. I've, been, I've, learned, I've learned in the pandemic uh, how to really smile with my smile eyes. With, yeah, smile with your eyes. I mean, it's just like, yeah, that's right. I, I am like straining to get my eyes as, as, as pointed as possible so people know, know. that I'm not angry yeah. and scowling at them but it, those those conversations are so available and you know if we would put on love as, as the bible calls calls us to if we would have a category of being able to overlook an offense uh, if we have a, a category of humility, you know, uh, Paul is is one of the happiest guys. I mean, you know, we like the idea of Paul as this like stoic, like, oh, I'm going to take these dudes out. I'm a theologian. Mm. I'm a wreck But he was a loving, caring, gentle sure. pastor, yeah. weeping over his people, wanting, uh, weeping when he couldn't be with people, when he couldn't yeah. see them face to face. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. that that's a guy who has an understanding of, of the grace of God in his life. Mm. You know, the more we love the gospel... I believe the more our affections are raised for other people and the more our affections are raised for Christ, first and foremost, which makes us want to be like him, mm -hmm. uh, which makes us want to be uh, gentle as he is gentle. I mean, the book, yeah. I keep telling people, you know, uh, stay in your Bible, but that book, Gentle and Lowly by Dane Ortland, mm -hmm. I yeah. think that has been the most helpful book in... in Very timely. Yes. Very timely, so, man. so timely. But even specifically in, in talking about ra race and ethnicity and those kind of things, I think that book's been the most helpful. And it doesn't talk about race and ethnicity yeah. at all. It talks about the heart of Christ yeah. for people. And then I'm saying like, oh my goodness, this, this is Christ's heart for me. Yeah. We are to, the Bible calls us to love people in the same way Christ yeah. loves us. Yeah. I got to work on my gentleness. <laughs> I got I to yeah, yeah, work yeah, on my lowliness, yeah, you know? I know yeah. And so, um, I don't see me anywhere in these pages. <laughs> That's exactly right. And so my Jesus uh, doesn't typically look like this. <laughs> and so, you know, there's just um we, we've always got room to grow in our humility. We've always yeah. got room to grow in our gentleness. I don't think I've ever accused someone of being you're being far too gentle and far too humble as we're talking yeah. about this. Yeah. So what you've done there in 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 what you've shared is you've flowed between mm -hmm. uh, a theological view of life and the the way the Bible speaks to life, yeah. and then how we should live out yes. that. You've done that, and you've gone back and forth. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed that, but <laughs> but like you know, so these we talk about these categories. They're not like okay, I'm a, I got my theological hat on. I'm right. sitting in my library and I'm yep. thinking theology, and now I've you know I'm not preaching with my Bible, and yes. then I'm then I'm doing social justice, and I'm right. doing this. No, no, it's all of life, mm -hmm. and uh, and so maybe just a little bit. Some what are some theological things you mentioned we in in a live stream recently you talked about for example uh um made in the image of god yeah and so maybe what are some other 
like big theological themes that come to your mind when yeah. you think about, yeah, I've got to deal with this race issue, and I've got to have conversations about yes. it. Yeah, um, that's good. Yeah, the image of God is is huge. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that is uh, one of the um, one of the most important categories in in talking through and dealing with these things because you know whenever there is a death. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one that goes uh, viral or something mm-hmm. like that, uh, whether the person is is black or white or, or some kind of thing, and uh, it it doesn't matter the situation surrounding it. If there is someone who has been killed who is made in the image of God, mm-hmm. it is grievous. Yeah. Um, because that person has dignity. Yeah. Because that person was fearfully and wonderfully made by God. To bear His image—that's mm-hmm. a—that's a unique, that is a—that is a unique privilege that we all share yeah. is being made in the image of God, and someone decides to take that life, to 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 stop that life, to yeah. to kill it, to to defame uh, that person, to you, you're you're doing that to God's image, yeah, and uh, the 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 bigger our view of God is, the more that's going to unsettle us, yeah. And uh, when someone is mistreated, when someone is treated unjustly, um, you know, if I see someone uh, begging on the street who is in rags and is poor and is asking for money for help, our our immediate thought should be, what did this person do to get to this position? Um, I'm praying that my reaction is going to be grief. Mm -hmm. Look at this person clothed Mm -hmm. with dignity. Mm -hmm now covered in, in their own shame of their yeah. situation. Yeah. You know, a, a, a strong doctrine of, of the image of God is going to help us um, get to a place where we can sympathize with people, where we can empathize, where we can care for them. Um, another category is, is, the, <laughs> is uh, you know, the glory of God. We have mm-hmm. a, a very creative God who mm-hmm. created us with diversity, all of us bear the image of God, mm-hmm. and that image is is diverse. That image is beautiful. Uh, uh, Dr. Eric Mason has this illustration. I, I love it. He said, um, you know, it, it's going against the colorblind theology of I don't see color. I, yeah. you know, we're all the same. And it's like, I mean, okay, we all have dignity, but we're not all the same. Uh, yeah, it, sure. it, saying we're all the same is like uh, going into an art gallery and you see this beautiful abstract painting with all these colors and different things popping out and looking beautiful. And you look to the artist and you say, man... I just see a gray slab right before me. Yeah, like that. That doesn't. Yeah. That doesn't do justice or honor yeah. to the artist. It actually diminishes what he's created. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a creative and beautiful God uh, who uh, who made us uh, in all different beautiful kinds of shades. And for us to to want to diminish that is uh, we're cheapening the uh, the beauty of diversity which God has created. And this ties into another uh, theological category of uh, eschatology you know yeah, uh, yeah. what what happens at the end what is what do the what is the church where is it look all like? going yeah where is it all going where what's the church going to look like yeah. in the new heavens and the new earth and it's not gonna it's not gonna look like a a a, a single color uh it's going to be vibrant and beautiful you know i think yeah. of uh that scene in black panther uh right before uh they do the battle to see who's going to be the black panther and who's going to challenge uh, t'challa yeah. and you know he looks up and he just sees these bright colors and people celebrating of all these different tribes. I'm getting goosebumps uh, talking about it right now, and uh, and that's just one shade. Like yeah. <laughs> like heaven is going to be so much better than that. But it's it's beautiful and it reflects the glory of God. It shows His creativity, and um, 
and I'm excited. I'm excited for for that day when we're yeah. all all yeah. celebrating. Uh, yeah. Around. Uh, and and it, what it speaks to also is the idea that what we have on this earth is not the ultimate thing. Right. Right. And uh, and. And that's what we have to wrap our, our minds around. We yes. have things we need to do. There mm-hmm. are ways we can make things better. There are ways we can participate in in not only the work of helping people come to know Christ, but helping this world be a better place. So to, yes. to 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 be part of that common grace work that God does. But the end result is always something that's beyond us. We're not mm-hmm. we're not the we're not the change makers ultimately. Yeah, yeah. We're not the key to everything. And I think that's. When I think about the thinking theologically, the history of life in 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 certainly history, we talk about history, is people thinking I will make the change, right, and it will be permanent, right, right, and and it doesn't mean change doesn't need to happen, and change desperately needs to happen, mm-hmm. and progress needs to take place, but the reality is you're not going to see right heaven on earth exactly. And if you tried to, you're going to see there's a lot of different versions of what heaven should look like. <laughs> um, if it's going to be on earth, and they're going to be, that's what that's what creates wars. Yes, yeah. there's different ideas of what the ideal should be. Mm. And so I think we have to recognize what the Bible gives us is a view of life that transcends this world into the next. We, the the thing that makes us the, the this worldview mm-hmm. important is it doesn't fix itself on here. Yeah. Here is leading to something. Yeah. Um, this journey isn't ending in a time that we know. Yeah. It's an it's an eternal journey, which does a couple of things. It gives us always hope, and it also lets us know that there are people who whose ultimate destination is not good. If if all we do is care about you know just what's going on, we yeah. we do have to care about souls. We have to care about where people are headed, where their ideas are taken, and what it means about them. So we have this really interesting thing as believers where we want to be meaningfully part of productive answers mm-hmm. in this world while recognizing that we can't ultimately solve the issues the way people think they should be solved. Yeah. One of the things I want to touch on, on is uh, kind of talking about the use of the Bible. Maybe where we can go this a little bit is just Okay, let's get down into the, okay, how does the Bible function for us in this? Mm-hmm. And then we'll maybe finish up on just kind of, so where does the gospel take us? But yeah. one of the things I've been aware of in my own heart, in, in particularly these last challenging months with all that's gone on in 2020, is how long it takes me to get to the Bible to start my thinking. <laughs> You know, what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm churning through things, and yes. I'm reading things, and I'm having internal arguments, and I'm trying to resist having external arguments, you know, and and I'm like, I, you know, and I'm trying to not, you know, judge or take yeah. sides or all those kind of things, but I realize that, I, you know, what I what I need to do is I need to say, okay, where do I go right. in this Bible to mm-hmm. help me, right? And I think what I've recognized is I trust a lot in what I already know, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. not in what it tells me right now. What yes. I'm, yeah, you know, the, the, this good. this word is 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 brought alive to me by the Spirit. Mm-hmm. It is God's word brought alive to me. So, and and when you go into the Bible and say, "Lord, I can't presume my perspective right. is right without you speaking to me from your word," mm-hmm. it really changes your perspective. Yeah. Uh, whether it's how I speak, yeah. how I talk about politics or yeah. race or those kind of things, 
what is actually governing me in the moment? Yes. Is the Good. question I think as believers in these kind of times, it's being revealed that we're governed by what we think the Bible says yes. or what we vaguely remember I was taught somewhere yes. and not actual engagement with the Bible itself. Or, or even what we hope the Bible says. We hope the Bible <laughs> says. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. or, or the Bible says something like. Yes. <laughs> somewhere in the Bible it yes. says something like this. Well, yeah. and that's that's huge because, you know, it's there's a real self-awareness of... Uh, of, of how we're processing these things yeah. when we ask ourselves those kinds of questions. Because it's like, you know, the way these conversations go, very quickly, they get to arguments. It's like, okay, I'm going to shut this dude down. Yeah. I, have a, I have a rebuttal for that, 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 yep, that, yep, that. Yep. I'm about to rip him apart. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, you know what? Like, do, do I want to shut this person down and get him upset? Uh, or find out that I'm not really about to shut him down, then I get shut down, yeah. and then my pride's hurt. Uh, or is it, you know, I want five years from now yeah. for this person to be, to be shaped in a way of thinking around these things that is going to more reflect the heart of Christ. Yeah. What can I do in this moment that five years, 10 years, 15, 20 years from now, yeah. we'll be able to still be walking in unity and love yeah. Uh, specifically if it's with a believer of the commonality that we have in Christ yeah. and, uh, and to soften, you know, if that person's coming up with some type of anger or, or, yeah. or, or, or harsh judgment or things, soften that. And also me to grow in empathy and understanding. You know, I, I always talk about how empathy and lament are needed in these things. Yeah. And as a, as a black man, there's things to, to empathize with uh, for my white brothers and sisters. There's things mm -hmm. of, of where I need to understand of why they're coming the way they are in these conversations. So disarming, I think overall, disarming the conversation of this is not an argument I'm trying to win. We are gospel people. We are yeah. Bible people. And I need to know where to go in my Bible. I need to have the Bible actively shaping me. And if my emotions are all out of whack, uh, yeah. Psalms and Proverbs are like so oh, man, yeah. helpful. Oh yeah, it it is like you know you you want to see someone wrestling with with enemies surrounding them or or feeling alone or isolated or or or, or just wrecked by what's going on and and physically like like it's almost the, the perfect example of you know the whole one look at myself, ten looks at Christ, like that whole thing. That is like the Davidic Psalms are are so helpful mm -hmm. in in doing that, and then Proverbs. Um, helps us just understand the wisdom of God, helps us to grow in our fear of the Lord, helps mm -hmm. us to stop thinking of wanting to present ourselves in a certain way. It's like, I don't want to present myself in a certain way. I want to represent God and his goodness and his holiness and that and the character of who God is mm -hmm. in these conversations. Like, I think we have such short-term minuscule goals uh, mm -hmm. in our conversations, which is why we run to articles or why we run yeah, to yeah. Uh, yeah. certain book recommendations. Yeah. It's like, dude, like there is a book that does have all the answers, you sure. know? Yeah. Um, and, and and that means that we'll never, like I, I should never be satisfied 100% of my understanding of biblical justice. Yeah. Like I should never be 100% satisfied uh, in thinking that I am fully aware of how God uh, would be speaking into the situation mm -hmm. if I'm not actively listening to him speak to me through his word daily. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and we get, you know, you're talking about Psalms and Proverbs. I was thinking about uh, Proverbs because, you know, what... What we desperately need, I think, is wisdom. Oof, yeah. You know, mm -hmm. I have a friend of mine. We very different political views, but was just talking to him the other day and and just saying, okay, when when I talk with you, the way you talk about these things, even though we're different, yeah. 
the way you talk about these things makes me question what I think. Mm. Uh, and it's it's and it's a fear of God. I would say that way, you know, I feel like yeah. here's a here's a guy who who lives in the fear of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Who and that's the beginning of wisdom. That's yep. what Proverbs one seven says. And uh, and so because I realize, okay, he's carrying things with a fear of God. Yeah, it has weight for me. That's good. You know, I might still disagree. Yeah, but I feel like I'm I, when he speaks, I want to listen. Yeah, you know, I think about and I want to say, okay, if he's thinking that, I want to be. At least entertaining that idea, yeah. you know, and and so one of the ways we do that—that's what—that's why I, you know, is when you're a parent, you realize you know you're parenting teens. Uh, you don't want to be a mouth; you want to be a voice, right? Mm-hmm. You, you you don't want to be just that uh, wah 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 wah, yes. you know. And, right, and if your kids can predict what you're going to say, you're probably being a mouth, not a voice. Mm. Um, what you want to do is be that that person in life where you can just that person, okay. If they're speaking, yeah. I want to listen. Doesn't mean they're always right. Yeah. Doesn't mean they get it, but I want to listen to what they say because their voice matters. Yeah. And part of this conversation, um, I think the Bible, particularly letting the Bible speak to us first, yes. our hearts first, and sitting under it, mm-hmm. allows us, I think, to become voices. Yeah. Not That's just good. mouths, because there's plenty of mouths there's out there. A lot of mouths. You know. There's not a lot of voices. That's good. Yeah. So where do you go to keep your sanity <laughs> and your your balance? Yeah. Like what do you what do you like specific scriptures? Yeah, or yeah, or, or even just things you're reading, things yeah, that matter yeah. to you right now. Um, that uh, I'm, honestly, I'm about to read Gentle and Lowly again mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> um, because I, I think there's just so much in there that just kind of whew, settles you. Yeah helps you see how Christ relates to you. Yeah. And um, it, it's it's motivating in a sense of, I, I want to love people like that. Because um, I think that's the, that's the biggest thing that's hard in these conversations is I'm super selfish and I, I don't, like loving people is hard. Yeah. Like humility is hard. Mm-hmm. Like I, I want to be right. Yeah. I want to win arguments. Yeah. I want to be triumphant in these conversations, you know, yeah. and uh, and that's the whole fear of God, fear of man thing, you know. Mm-hmm. I want to be perceived in a certain way, yeah. And if that doesn't happen, I'm gonna get fired up about it, yeah. And it's just like, dude, you you need to take a step back. Uh-huh. And so, you know, uh, some of my go tos are are, um, I mean, Philippians is such a happy book. Like, yeah. uh, Paul is writing while he's in prison, and that direct uh, correlation that he has in in Philippians two. You know, the great Christ hymn where he's just saying, yeah. man, <laughs> like, this is the humility that Christ showed mm-hmm. uh, in, in dying for us. Like, he was obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. And because of that, mm-hmm. and then he, he starts going into, into how we ought to live our lives. Um, I have, uh, you know, Romans 8. I don't think I'll ever get tired of, of reading that. Like, mm-hmm. if, if I'm mm-hmm. just like, just lost with okay, him, what is going on? Yeah. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. It's like, boom. Yeah. Okay. That's our, if we're in Christ, that that's our starting point. Yeah. You know, yeah, the Psalms are incredibly helpful. I've been, uh, I just finished, um, you know, the, the Pentateuch and um, just, even just like. First five books of the Bible. Sorry. Yes. 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 Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and even just, you know, reading through all of the uh, Old Testament laws and the specifics that the heart of God was in on specific aspects of 
justice and social justice and and caring for people and caring for the poor that he explicitly lays out i'm just like man why are people acting like this this is made up like yeah, yeah. um but but that's why you have to stay close to her because people will take you know biblical principles like that and then twist it and synchronize it with other things uh that aren't that do not align with with god's heart and so yeah um where do I go? I go to Romans. I go to Philippians. Uh, I I try to you know read through the Bible each year. Uh, get 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 the you can whole. get through it in a, like a whole year. Well, here's do, the you thing: can, you can do the whole Bible. We're we're, we're, yeah. we're, we're finding that out. Um, <laughs> so uh, I was actually listening to. Uh, uh, Ray Orland, you know, he he had some sort of advice he was giving to younger pastors. And I was like, well, I'm a younger pastor. I should probably listen yeah. to what this dude's got to say. And uh, something he encouraged people on is just read through the Bible every year. Yeah, He's like, 20 years from now, if you read through the Bible 20 times, mm-hmm. uh, you're going to be godlier. You're going to have a, a, a wider knowledge and understanding of of God, yeah, you're going to be more godly. You're going to understand His Word more, and that can really only benefit your ministry. And I was like, this was in June. I I I, <laughs> I was listening to that. And I was like, okay, I got six months. I'm sure there's a six month Bible reading plan. And so I actually wow. started. I so I actually started wow. this year, and um, I'm doing all right. I think I can get through it. I think I should be through it by the end of January uh, if I'm staying at the at this at the pace I'm at. Okay. And um, it's great, man. It's it's uh. It's just big chunks of God's word, yeah. and it's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think that that's really helpful. Um, that is that answer the question? Yeah. Yeah, I'm just curious. Yeah, just I'm curious about what you do. You yeah. Know, and, and oh, and then other other reading, other books. Um, Mark uh, Vrogop has dropped this book called "Weep with Me," mm-hmm. and uh, it's how lament opens a door for racial reconciliation. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, the whole book is good. Um, but something that I really appreciate is his tone in it. Uh, it's not condemning. Uh, it's full of empathy. Um, it is, uh, it's pastoral. It's mm. accessible. Uh, at the end of each chapter, he has a different uh, uh, teacher or, or, or pastor write a lament. And uh, it's just, it's, uh, lament is a category that we're not really super in yeah. tune with. I mean, we've, we've all got like social media brains that can only tune in for five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 yeah. minutes. So if you're this far in the podcast, way to go. Um, yeah, great, 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 great job. Yeah. But you know, it's like, you'll see, uh, and people started talking about this with all the tragic uh, school shootings and things like that. Like, it's like, okay, you see a school shooting, you see this video pop up, you mourn for a minute or two, yeah. and then you scroll down and it's a video of like a cat yeah. jumping on a monkey or something like that. Yeah. And you're just ripe, you're just out. And so we don't know how to dive in and sit with our emotions. Um, Yes. And, and God's given us emotions for a reason, uh, yeah. ultimately for his glory, uh, to help us process things and, and do things like that. That's been really helpful. Uh, Ed Welch, when people are big and God is small, I mm-hmm. think I just have to like read that and just keep rereading that. <laughs> I think that's going to be a, a, a big one for me. Um, yeah. and, uh, and Spurgeon. Spurgeon's that dude, man. He, uh, there's just, he, he just has a way with words and the way he celebrates Christ mm-hmm. um, makes me want to read my Bible more. Yeah. Yeah, so I That's think those good. are those are some of my guys. Yeah, one of the things I recognize is that I mean, this is just you, you know over time you just sort of get into a flow and mm-hmm. and uh, I tried to do the read the Bible in a year and I read so slow, <laughs> like you know, <laughs> yes. and uh, and so like if I'm reading, there's certain parts of the Bible I might read only a half a chapter, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, because I just stop and I think my right. my mind goes, yeah. So it's hard for me to kind of just plow through and. Mm-hmm. But one of the things I have realized is the value of 
Well, there's two ways to read the Bible in, in one sense. One way is I've got to wrestle through something. Where mm. in the Bible can I go that will yeah. help me wrestle through it? And so, like you said, Romans, yeah. other places, you go to Psalms, you're, yeah. you know. Um, there can be a bit of a danger in my mind, I think, is that we start to tell the Bible what we need. Mm. Oh, I need this. Yeah. And so uh, so I'm going to go here to get this. And, and so I think we have to be balancing that tendency mm-hmm. with some sort of a an approach to the Bible where the Bible's telling us the themes it wants yeah, us to think about. That's good. We're not telling the Bible the themes, mm-hmm. the Bible's telling us. And so a reading plan is a great way to do that. It's just some sort of a plan that that is not determined by what's going on in my life. Right. And so that's what I, I sort of have a reading plan that helps me not, not bog down in like the Old Testament. <laughs> keeps me, you know, different places. But but it's interesting because I'll be looking at you know, I'll be looking at my life and I'll be reading through a book of the Bible and like I would think I was in, I was finishing up John, which is just a joy, mm-hmm. and looking at okay, my next one's Nehemiah. Uh, you know, not that, not that, I, <laughs> no, not that yes, anything wrong no, with Nehemiah, yes, but exactly. like I don't even remember what was in Nehemiah. <laughs> you know, I just realized it's, you know, it's vague to me right now. Yes. And so I, uh, I, I, I jump into it, and it was like. Man, this could have been written right now. Mm-hmm. The themes in that book, I That's was just good. like, wow, the themes of sort of living in a world where you feel oppressed all around, living in a world where people um, where you are trying to do what God wants you to do and you and you feel like the world is crazy around you. Yeah. They feel like even among your own people there is division and discord. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there's these themes that are in Nehemiah the battle with the, the attractions of the world, how do we interact, those kind of things are very strong there. And it was so many times in my life I've realized I would not have chosen this book to be in, but this book is a great book for me. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things I want to encourage people to do is to not only use the Bible as a handbook to deal with the things in life, but also use it as, okay, let, let's presume that God knows what I need. Right. And He can speak to me from wherever he, I That's am in right. the Bible. That's good. And um, and do that in a way that we can we feel we the Bible becomes that life giving yes. sort of mechanism. So as we kind of turn to a close, we're gonna you know I'm not worried about covering anything we could cover here because this yeah. is going to be a big theme for us throughout. Yes. But yeah. uh, any sort of closing thoughts for you on just how to how to have your conversations theologically yeah. informed on the issue of race? I think uh, you know the the whole category of of discernment. Mm-hmm. It's really helpful. Good. Uh, if you feel anger or emotions rising, let's discern why that is. Yeah. Uh, let's discern where the other person's come coming from. Let's discern what the Bible specifically says into this. Uh, we always want to make sure the root of our cares and the root of our emotions and the root of why these things matter to us are are grounded in biblical. Uh, biblical truth uh, saturated in god's word and it's like an active discernment it's Mm -hmm. not like a oh you know i I was solid on biblical convictions like five years ago about these things i'm good it's a constant uh reassuring like constant regular reading and staying grounded in god's word I think, uh, so doing that, I think the categories of uh, just biblical speech ethics are really going to help yeah, us <laughs> in these in these we'll, things. Yeah, we'll if, we, if we talk to each other like Christians ought to talk to each other, yeah. the conversation is going to go much, much better. Yeah. And um, a lot more is going to get done and a lot more 
uh, ground is going to be covered, uh, uh, gracious, seasoned with salt, seeking to outdo one another and showing honor. Mm-hmm. If, that, if those are our goals and conversations, um, I, I think really, really great things can happen as we speak. Excellent. Good. Well, that's today. Excellent. And thank you and join you next time. Yeah.